1: supernatural. All of us have prayed and sometimes felt, God, I don't think my prayers are getting beyond this ceiling. I'm praying, I'm moaning, I'm groaning, I'm doing everything I know to do and my prayers aren't getting through. Well my friend has a revelation from God that the devil is a legalist. But he has found the game changer where you win every time. I want him to teach you this revelation. Uh, You know, Robert, I am so excited to release this revelation to our audience throughout the world. Uh, This is a major, Game changer for people. But I want to find out a little bit more about you. Uh, You became uh, a believer, you were raised in a Christian family, uh, but uh, your, your folks got into the things of the Spirit with the beginning of the charismatic movement, early 70s. Same thing happened to me. Major paradigm shift. For yes. you, but major, major for <laughs> me, being Jewish. Um, and uh, at 12, you started prophesying, and you went on to move in miracles. But tell me about th- this intrigues me. Uh, your your, uh, your your church has got signs and wonders, and a tangible cloud. Comes in. Tell me about that. Yes, that that was. I've heard of that, but I haven't really. They said you see that. I I don't see anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, when when uh, I was leading the church in Texas, uh, I travel now full time, but I raised up and led this church for 15 years. Um, What happened was one Sunday morning, I'm up preaching, and suddenly in a 1500 seat auditorium, I cannot see the back wall because there's a smoke in the room. Mm. I mean, I'm literally physically seeing the smoke. And I'm thinking in my head, it's like February in Texas. Someone left the door open and someone's burning leaves outside and smoke (laughs) has drifted in. I mean, that's what I'm thinking because you don't expect to see smoke. And suddenly I realized I didn't smell smoke. And that's whenever I realized this is the glory of God. The glory of God has come into this room. And from that point on, it would come in as a smoke. Uh, It would come in... As a cloud, it would come in as a mist, and you could feel it upon your, sometimes when it was like a mist, you could feel it on your skin. And signs and wonders and miracles were just happening. It was, uh, it was really one of the most uh, important and impacting times of my life, in and the, and the life of the ministry and the church there too. Uh, just tremendous things happening as we were just in the presence of the Lord. God is telling me that what you're describing now.
1: Well, it's a foretaste of what is coming. We are going to be seeing the greatest creative miracles. It'll blow the minds of the religious right. people. Uh, they're, they're, it, it, we're coming into those days now, and I have to believe the revelation that Robert's going to explain to you is going to prepare you for this. I, I, I really believe this. Now, Robert, you found a legal secret to yes. answered prayer. What yes. is that?
2: I found out that everything is legal in the spirit realm. Uh, That's why, or for instance, when Jesus died on the cross, it's the greatest legal transaction of history. And when he said, it is finished, he meant every legal mandate is now met. That's what he did on the cross. So we take that legal mandate and execute it into place. Uh, In other words, if a, a verdict has no power unless it's executed into place. This is why a judge can render a verdict, but if there's no officer of the court to execute in the place, it doesn't accomplish anything. We are the officer of the court anointed, deputized, authorized by the Holy Spirit to take what Jesus did on the cross and, and execute in into place until there is a practical function connected to what he did.
1: You talk about that our big mistake is we try to execute in the battlefield right. rather
2: than the courts of heaven. And you, and you believe that's like a real court. Absolutely. Absolutely. In Daniel 7 and verse 10, the Bible says that the throne of God, and it's describing actually what Daniel saw, John saw, in the book of Revelation, Ezekiel saw, Isaiah saw. Um, it's, it, and the Bible calls that the court. It says, "And the court was seated, and the books were open." And so, so what? And, and books are full of the destinies of people, all the way up to nations. So, so what is in the books? It takes courtroom activity to get it into reality in the earth. Every person in this room and on the planet has a book in heaven, according to Psalms one thirty nine sixteen. We have to know how to step into the courts of Heaven and deal with every legal thing the enemy is using to stop us from getting the destiny God ordained for so, us.
1: So can the devil who, who goes after those little foxes, if you will, yes. those legal things, if he has that, that can literally block your prayers being answered, yes. your, your healing, uh, your financial provision,
2: uh, your peace, Absolutely. your
1: family being coming into the Kingdom. This is important stuff.
2: Absolutely. When Jesus, Jesus put prayer in three dimensions, in Luke 11 and Luke 18, he talked of approaching God as Father, approaching God as friend, but then approaching God as judge. And so, and that's the judicial dimension. We we understand going before God as Father and his friend, But we don't really know a whole lot about coming before him as judge into the judicial systems of Heaven. Because whenever he talked about the unjust judge, he was obviously not saying God is an unjust judge. His point was if this widow could get a verdict from an unjust judge, how much more can we come before God, the judge of all the earth, the righteous judge, and see God render verdicts on our behalf.
1: When you say we go before the
2: court of Heaven, Do you really mean that's where we go? Yes. The Bible says we're seated together with him in heavenly places. And then when you read Hebrews chapter 12, it says, we have come to uh, Zion, the city of the living God. And then it talks about the judge, the mediator of the new covenant, the blood that speaks better things, the, the spirits of just men. Those are all voices that are in the courts of heaven that are speaking that we come into an agreement with so when the bible says we are seated together with him Hebrews 12:23 to 24 actually explains somewhat what we have come to in that place of being seated and that from that position we have tremendous authority to present our petitions which are legal issues before the courts of heaven and see God render verdicts to have them done in the earth
1: how important Is something that's being de emphasized by most of the church today, and that is a word called holiness. Uh, They just say, well, you've repented of your sins, you're forgiven, which is true, uh, but you don't have to live a repentant life. Mm -hmm. What would you say?
2: I would say that that actually is the plan of the devil to keep God's people. From, from exercising the authority that is necessary to see a full manifestation of the kingdom come to earth. You see, when I come into the courts of heaven, well I, I put it this way, everything is naked and open with the one with whom we have to do it, it says in Hebrews 4. But the point is, is that when I cannot fake the spirit ram out, the spirit realm knows all things i mean the demons knew who had authority and who didn't have authority and so we have to come in in a realm of holiness repenting but but actually understanding that is that the grace of God doesn't give us license to sin, it empowers us to live above sin so that we can take our rightful position in the courts of Heaven and see God's will done.
1: Now that's a big difference. That was a mouthful. I hope you heard what he said. But this is an idea that God, wants uh, exposed right now for what is about ready to happen on planet Earth. It's not the worst time of planet that's Earth. Right. It's the best time Amen. of planet Earth. Amen. And that's why God wants you to understand this revelation. But there are, I have actually talked and interviewed people that have gotten this same revelation from God. It's something whose time has come. Now in fact, I called you and I said, I have a friend, David Herzog, and he had this same revelation. Did you get it from him or did he get it from you? And he said, "Uh, no, I didn't get it from David. I got it from God. So then I called David up. I said, did you get it from Robert Henderson? He said, I don't even know who he is. And and so, you know, I'm Um, I'm supposed to be a detective in the supernatural. (laughs) I'm I'm curious. I want to find out. When we come back, I want to find out how God showed you this revelation and how the first time you used it, what happened. Uh, Would you like to find that out? We'll be right back. Okay.
0: (laughs) We'll be right back to It's Supernatural!
3: Our world is rife with comparisons about what separates us. Day after day, we go about our lives with tunnel vision, but Scripture tells us how Messiah broke down the wall between Jew and Gentile, allowing for the creation of one new man, one new humanity. This spiritual completeness is set to usher in the greatest move toward God the world has ever known. Sid Roth has discovered Scripture's key to reaching the Jewish people with God's love. One New Humanity opens the door for God to move in signs and wonders and all will see the evidence of the invisible God promised in Scripture. At SidRoth.org, you'll find mentoring tools to empower you to share how One New Humanity is critical to bringing (laughs) multitudes to know God. You'll understand Israel and the Jewish roots of the church and how all the nations of the earth will experience blessings unseen in human history. Log on to SidRoth.org today and learn how one new man is the key to unlocking God's greatest blessings.
0: We now return to It's Supernatural!
1: Uh, Robert, when we're trying to advance the Kingdom of Heaven, when we're trying to do what the destiny God has put in, on our life,
2: why is there such a backlash? What allows it even? Yeah. There's two things that allow backlash, because re- realizing everything is legal in the spirit realm. See, the devil cannot do what he wants to do, just do it. He, uh, in 1 in Peter 5, 8, the Bible says he is the, the, the devil, our adversary, who goes about like a roaring, seeking whom he may devour. He can't just devour at will. The word adversary is the Greek word anti which means one who brings a lawsuit. Hmm. That's what the word means. Interesting. Okay. And and it comes from two words, anti and dikos. Anti means against. Dikos means rights. So the purpose of the lawsuit is to deny us what is rightfully ours. See, people, people wonder, why am I not getting what the Bible says I'm supposed to have? Everything Jesus bought for me is because the devil has a case against us in the courts of Heaven. And, if, and so when we rush to battle and, and, and don't understand I have to go to the courtroom first to get legal things in place. When I rush to battle, before I deal with the legal issues that the enemy is using to resist me with, he's going to backlash against us. He has a legal right to. And so, to, so backlash is a result of two things. Number one, trying to rush to battle before we have legal things dealt with in the courts of heaven through the blood of Jesus. And number two, um, we're outside our jurisdiction. You see, we have to stay within our measurement of rule according to Second Corinthians chapter 10, that Paul said everybody has a measurement of rule. I, I call it a jurisdiction that, that, that some of us are called to deal with, you know, certain dimensions in the spirit realm in advancing the kingdom. If I get outside those measurement of rules, I can open myself to backlash, and I've suffered that. That's why I, I, I know what that's about.
1: Okay, what are some of the uh, legal things that the devil can have against us that stop us from operating in the promises of God?
2: Yeah, he he you know, you have to understand he is a he is a a, a legal entity. Uh, for instance, I just said Antidekos in Revelation 12.10, very familiar scripture, that, that John heard a voice saying now basically there's a full manifestation of the kingdom. Okay, that hasn't happened yet. We haven't had a full manifestation of the kingdom. Okay, it says the reason that there was a full manifestation of the kingdom in Revelation 12.10 was because the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. Okay, the word accuser is categorous. And guess what it means? It means a complainant at law. Well this really is a legal thing. It's a legal issue. So the accuser, the, the adversary, he's a good attorney. He builds cases against us to resist God as judge from being able to to grant to us the breakthrough that God desperately wants us to have as our Father. And so, so some of the three, there, there's about 11 or 12 things I've discovered, but I'll give you the main three. David said in Psalms 32 and Psalms 51, he used three words, sin, transgression, and iniquity. Sin is about intent of heart. Uh, It's what Jesus spoke of, if a man looks at a woman and lust in his heart after, he's already committed adultery. Transgression is the actual activity of sin. Iniquity is the sin connected to the bloodline. And so that, it, that's a tricky thing because I talked to
1: you about that and I said, well, what if some ancestor whose name I don't even know was involved in sin and it passed through to my bloodline and I don't know
2: what to, I don't even know I have it. I'm stuck. What can I do? You I found, I found, number one, it helps to have prophetic people that can pick some of that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been blessed to have some really strong seer gifts around me that see. I see a little bit, but I've got some guys that really see uh, on a great level. Uh, that helps a lot. But in the absence of that, I always tell people, use the knowledge you have. And so I say, look, look at your father, your, 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 your mom and dad. Look at yourself and your siblings and look at your children. You will see iniquitous patterns just through those three generations. That's a good idea. And just began to repent for the things you see. I found at least seven different iniquitous patterns that I've dealt with.
1: Is there scripture that will cover all of that?
2: Yeah. Colossians 2.14 Colossians is what I use. It says that it, it is the verdict of the cross. What it says is that, that the handwriting of ordinance or the, I would just say this, the accusation of the accuser. Because that's what it means, handwriting of ordinances. It says, that is against us, that was contrary. Now watch this, that means that which is covert. Contrary means covert, hidden. So even things we know and things we don't know, watch what it says. It says that Jesus took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. I like that. Yeah. I like that scripture. So I use that
1: scripture. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about the first time you went to the court of heaven. And by the way, you were talking about the unjust judge. Uh, and you were telling me the interesting thing is the woman didn't go to the devil; she went to the judge. That's Explain right. that.
2: When you read, see, see. It, first of all, when you when you study Jesus' teaching on prayer, he never pictured prayer on a battlefield. That shocks people. He we we are so taught it's on a battlefield. He never puts prayer on a battlefield, but he d- did put it in a courtroom. Because that we're in a conflict, but there's a difference between the conflict of a battlefield and the conflict of a courtroom. So when the widow went before the unjust judge, she never addressed her adversary. She didn't yell, scream, bind loose. She didn't do any of that. She actually asked the judge for a verdict that would render her adversary, her antideco, same word there, to, that would render him unable legally to operate against her. And once that is in place, now we have the right to stand up and rebuke him and he will have to flee. It's really what James 4 said. Submit yourself to God, resist, then resist the devil, he'll flee.
1: So we get the order wrong. That's right. Um, Okay. You, You talked about something that we could talk the whole show about, and that's because most people aren't even aware of it. The books that have our entire life in Heaven. It, and it, it's not just for the people that are household words that you just see on their names are on television. It's for everyone. Right. There are books, every one of us, which has our destiny in it.
2: And that's what we're contending for. That, that's exactly right. Uh, Psalms 139.16 says, all my substance yet unformed. I believe that's our DNA. It's what makes me who I am, my interests, my gifts, my likes, my dislikes. We all have different ones. God made us different. And then he says, and my days yet unfashioned. So before I ever lived any of them, it says they were written in a book in Heaven.
1: And so the devil is trying to uh, detour us from that destiny. That's right. God wants us to fulfill that destiny, and
2: it's all found out legally. By going to the court of Heaven. That's right. That's right. Can I tell, just one, one quick thing. Uh, Luke twenty two thirty one. This this will blow us away. It says, it says that Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you, that he may send mm-hmm. you a sweet. We know that. The word desired there, he demanded you be put on trial. So Satan had an awareness of what Peter's destiny was and his strategy to stop him from getting what was in his book was to take him to court. And say he's disqualified because of these issues in his life, but Jesus said, I went to court for you, I've stood for you, and you're going to get the destiny God ordained for you. In
1: other words, Jesus is our advocate. Yes, yes. Okay. Your son. Yes. You had a serious problem with your son, and this is where you first understood the whole going to the courtroom of Heaven rather than fighting in the battlefield, having it settled before they fight that's, that's right. wonderful yes yes so so tell me step by step how this happened
2: well what what happened was my son adam uh, went through a very very serious place in his life uh, a real not, not not a failure on his part but well he, he went through a divorce is what he went mm-hmm. through it devastated him just well unfortunately
1: him. one out of every two christians not that it's justified but one out of every two christians in america has gone through a divorce and, so this happened to your son.
2: It happened to my son. He was a youth pastor, a very successful mm-hmm. youth pastor up in the northwest part of our country. He, he moved back to Texas where they were from to try to solve things and it didn't solve it. And his wife decided she didn't want to be married, be in the ministry, anything. So and I, I tell people, I said, if, if my wife had to divorce me, for the things he was divorced, over, we'd have been done a long time ago (laughs) because because every young marriage couple has their problems. Of course. We all bring our stuff in. That's right. And so anyway he went through that. Well it just devastated him. For two years he was in depression and I couldn't get him out. I tried to encourage him. I tried to uh, speak uh, vision into him, everything. He just felt like he was worthless, useless. And that's not Adam by personality. He's a very upbeat person. What happened was I bound, I loose, I cried, I whispered, I shouted, I yelled. I did everything I knew to do in prayer. One day I just started seeing this about the courts of heaven. I went to prayer and the Lord said to me, bring Adam to my courts. I heard him as clear as a bell. So I'll tell
1: you what, hold that thought. What I'm, you're about to understand works in every arena of your life. And because my guest is a teacher, A God-ordained teacher, he makes it so clear, line upon line. It's not complex. It's so clear that you need the devil to get confused. (laughs) We're going to get it totally clear when we come back. Don't go away.
0: We'll be right back to It's Supernatural.
1: I believe. This teaching series on operating in the courts of heaven is an absolute game changer and will totally change your relationship with God, your prayers being answered, and accomplishing your destiny. Now, I, I I'm not using these words loosely. I'm telling you that this is a game changer. You say the same thing. Why do you call it a game changer?
2: Because um, We're seeing such wonderful things happen out of people operating in the courts of Heaven. Uh, For myself personally, I had hit a wall where we weren't having anything uh, being accomplished in the spirit realm. We had prayers that weren't being answered. Uh, I've walked with God for many, many years, prayed many prayers and seen God answer so many prayers. But my wife, my family, and I, we began to have a real struggle in so many different areas, and it was like the enemy was winning on every front. And I was praying and I was working and I was trying everything I knew to do. I was pushing. I was, I was, I I tell people I was binding. I was loosing. I was opening. I was shutting. I was doing everything I knew to do. And yet in these particular situations, nothing was moving. We were having terrible situations in our family, terrible situations with our children terrible situations with our finances. I can't even overestimate or overstate how bad it was. And I then, I believe through the mercies of God, began to get a revelation on the court system of heaven. And I began to realize that when Jesus taught on prayer, he actually put it in the three dimensions. And you find this in Luke chapter 11 and Luke 18. He said that we approach God first as Father, that's basic, and then we approach him as friend. But then he taught us in Luke 18 to approach him as judge or step into the judicial system of heaven. You see, everything is legal in the spirit realm. That's why when Jesus died on the cross, he said, It's finished, because the cross was the greatest legal transaction. Of history, And so when we step into the spirit realm, we're taking the finished works of the cross and legally putting it into place so that God has the right to answer our prayers and to bring our breakthroughs. So you can't necessarily get that from the Father or even from the friend. But when you know how to approach him as judge and get what Jesus has died and paid for us to have from the courts of heaven, we can see these breakthroughs come. Uh, we saw tremendous things happen in our own family as a result of this. Um, my, the first thing that happened was my son, uh, that had been in ministry, that had gone through a devastating circumstance, found himself in deep depression for two years, and. I had tried everything I knew to, to try to get him out of depression on a personal level. I'd encouraged him. I'd strengthened him. I'd spoken the Word of God to him. I'd told him that God wasn't through with him. Nothing was working. Behind the scenes in prayer, I am doing everything in my power. Again, binding, loosing, opening, shutting, doing everything I know to do. Nothing is working. And one day the Lord said to me, bring him to my courts. I began to get a, an idea of this. and so. I began to do just that. I brought him before the courts, dealt with certain issues uh, in his life, then dealt with certain issues in my life that was hindering the process that I was unaware of until God spoke to me and then began to speak and prophesy his destiny. He was nowhere around. And a week and a half later, he calls me and he says, Dad, I don't know what happened, but a week and a half ago, he said, "All the depression left me, and suddenly he was freed, and now he is pastoring his own church, tremendously successful, free to walk in the destiny that God has for him." And we were able to do that because I was beginning to learn how to function in the courts of heaven, uh, in the series, or in the in, in the book, and the CD series. What uh, we find out is that is that is that there's some deeper understanding of how to function in that particular realm in the courts of Heaven. And as we go into those deeper dimensions, we actually get greater and greater results. Uh, There's one more testimony I just want to uh, release to you. And that is a man from Canada had began to learn about the courts of Heaven. He had seen some YouTube videos and he was trying to do some things, but it wasn't working for him. They weren't my YouTube. There were some other people. And he could not get it to work. In fact, he was losing his business. In fact, he actually lost his business. And everything was going wrong in his family. He had a ministry. It began to fall to pieces. And he said he he listened to the YouTube and brought, um, of, of our teaching and bought the book. And when he began to apply the principles in the book, Overnight, he said, suddenly an angel named Favor appeared to him and overnight, whenever that happened, that breakthroughs began to come and his businesses began to prosper. He opened up more businesses. His family came to order. Everything got restored plus much more, all because he took the principles of the book and began to step into the courts of heaven. Not only did he see family breakthrough, but he saw breakthrough uh, in finances. He saw breakthrough in business. He saw breakthrough in many other realms because he dealt with the legal issues in the spirit realm that was trying to stop God's will from being done in his life. And you and I can function and should function in those same areas when we learn how to approach God as judge and function in the judicial, judicial system of Heaven.
1: You see, the devil is a legalist. And if you don't understand the ground that the devil has to stop and prevent your prayers, uh, your prayers aren't going to get above the ceiling. But once you understand this, you are a dangerous believer. And it's God's time. I wish every congregation in the world would teach this. And the thing that I love about it is it's done by a fivefold teacher in such depth that there's no room for you to misunderstand, and you will find a total difference in your prayer life. You will find a total difference in your relationship with God you will find that all those promises in God's Word do work when you're approaching God legally in the courts of Heaven. So I can't wait to get this book and four CD teaching series in your hands, Operating in the Courts of Heaven. Robert Henderson's book and four CD set, Operating in the Courts of Heaven, is a real game changer when it comes to seeing answers to your prayers unlocked and released. Receive operating in the courts of heaven for an investment of 40 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9368. Once again, that's offer number 9368.
0: We now return to It's Supernatural!
1: So as a father, you must have been devastated because your son was in such deep depression and everything you knew, it wasn't working until you heard a a word from Heaven. His son went through a devastating divorce and just couldn't snap out of it. Uh, The depression was, was bigger than him.
2: He, he had felt like he had lost his entire destiny in God. Since he was a little boy, all he'd want to do was be in the ministry. The day he was born, the Lord said to me, how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of those that bring good news. That's what he had said to me. And I was watching my son give up on what he had been made for. And he knew he had been made for because he felt he, everything he had, or he had failed. So the Lord said, bring him to my courts. And I had began to understand a little bit, just enough to start. And so I began to repent for Adam. Because he was in no, no, no place to deal with this. I repented. See, I, say, I tell people, intercessors do for others what they can't do for themselves until they can. But you
1: also needed
2: authority to do it. I was his his father, father, and you did. That's right. And so that's exactly right. And so I began to repent for him. And I repented for any failures he had as a father, as a husband. I repented for him believing the lie of the enemy. I repented. Anything I felt, anything I understood, anything I thought, anything I imagined, I repented of it. It took me about five minutes. And then I heard the Lord say something really powerful and significant. He said, now you repent of the things you have said negatively to him, uh, about him to, to his mother, my wife, he said, because the accuser is taking your words and saying even his own father says this about him. Now I never said anything to Adam, but I had said some things to his mother. I don't understand why he did this, did this. I don't understand why he won't stand up. I don't understand why he won't shake free from this. And I had just spoke negative things. And, And that was binding him. And that was binding him. My words were being used by the accuser because as his father, the accuser could take my words and say, his father said, this is the testimony of his father concerning him. And so I repented of those. Now I'm repenting with tears. As soon as I got that done, it took about five minutes. The Lord said to me, now I want you to prophesy his destiny. Adam is nowhere. And so I started off. I said, Lord, I declare according to your word how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of those that bring good news. Adam will carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. He will walk upon the high places. And then suddenly the spirit of the Lord said, now rebuke the spirit of depression. You see, what I didn't realize I had done, I had dealt with every legal thing so that now I could righteously and legally attack the devil. Hmm. So so then I said, Satan, I rebuke, and I still remember. I said, according to Ephesians chapter 5, I say, awake thou that sleeps, and Christ will give you light. I rebuke you, you spirit of depression, and I command you to leave my son now in Jesus' name. It took about 15 minutes to do that after two years of praying. And I got up and I thought, that was really different. (laughs) One and a half weeks later, my phone rings, and I look and it says, Adam. And I Punch it, and I said, "Hey, Adam." He said, "Hey, Dad." Verbatim, "Can I talk to you?" And I said, "Sure." And he said, "I don't know what happened, but a week and a half ago, suddenly all the depression left." Wow! Isn't that great? And I am now ready to do God's will. Adam is now pastoring his own his own church as a senior, full-time pastor, taking a church and has probably seen at least. Three hundred percent growth in the last nine months—just the gift of God working through Him, having tremendous success—but it's all traced back to being uh, to, de- to dealing in the courts of heaven. And this is what I tell people: what I had not been able to do in two years on the battlefield, I accomplished in fifteen minutes in the courtroom.
1: A courtroom, but you know, knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You're getting knowledge now. Uh, give, give, me, give me a few steps that you might follow
2: uh, if you have a circumstance in your life and you're not getting through to Heaven. Yeah. I, I, what I do <laughs> is I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, whatever legal thing the enemy is using, because, because it's not, see, we think prayer is somehow or another having to convince God. To do, no, God's on our side. He's a loving Father. He just needs the legal right as judge to answer our prayers. I make this statement. We must grant God the legal right as judge to fulfill his father's passion because his father's passion is so clear. And so I say, okay, if the answer is not coming, it's because there's something legal the enemy is using to resist me. (laughs) So now I need to deal with those issues either uh, through gaining prophetic wisdom. I I myself had a a situation where, where, just real quickly, where that um, the, uh, I, I couldn't get a breakthrough. I was expecting a breakthrough. It wasn't coming. What happened all of a sudden is I had a dream. And in the dream, a judgment was against me from a present day court, which I knew was the court of heaven, because of negligence committed by my great, great grandfather. Hmm. And so I got up the next morning and I repented for the negligence of my great, great grandfather. Because the Lord showed me this, this, this negligence that caused someone else to be injured is actually what the enemy is using to be able to resist you from getting your breakthrough now. And when I dealt with that, my breakthrough came.
1: You know, I, I, I said this before and I'm going to say it again. In Heaven there are books, your whole destiny. God created you like a Fingerprint. There never will, and there never has been someone with your fingerprint. You can do something better than anyone else. It's all written in the book. And some of you have missed your destiny, and some of you have lost your destiny. But as long as you are alive, you can achieve that destiny. And you're not going to lose a step. Would you? I don't, can you pray for people that say, I think I've lost my
2: destiny. Absolutely. Would Absolutely. you pray for them right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. So Lord, even as we just are here, we, we just want to thank you that you're our Father, you're our friend, but you're also judge. And we just want to come before the courts of Heaven by faith, and we want to ask, Lord, that verdicts would be rendered. You created each person with a book, with a destiny from Heaven. Lord, I want to ask that every legal issue that's being used against any person, any family line, uh, that, that Lord, that legal issue would be removed. So what I want you to do is just say this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, in Jesus' name. I repent. I repent. For any sin. For any sin. Transgression. Transgression. Or iniquity. Or iniquity. I claim Colossians 2.14. I claim Colossians 2.14. Anything against me.
1: Anything against
2: me? Any accusation? Any accusation? Anything is contrary to me? Anything is contrary. You took it out of the way. You took it out of the way. And nailed it to your cross. And nailed it to your cross. Lord, that accusation is removed. Lord, that accusation. By the removed, blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. And Lord, Jesus we grant you as judge. And Lord, we grant you the as legal judge, right. The legal to right to render a verdict. To render a that verdict. Then I can have the destiny.
1: That I can have the
2: that destiny that was written in the books about me. Written about in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen.
1: name. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna tell you something. You've been wondering for a long time why your prayers haven't been getting through. You've been wondering for a long time why there's this blockage. It's about ready to be removed. You are about ready to walk into your destiny. And what a great time. We're coming into the greatest move of God's Spirit in the history of mankind. And God created you to enter this move. He wants you free. He wants you whole. He wants you sold out to him. He wants you to make him Lord. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. Be my Lord.
2: (laughs) Be my Lord.
4: Amen. Have you ever prayed for a miracle, a healing, or a breakthrough for a long time? Binding and loosing, shouting out scriptures, yelling at the devil with no results? What is the problem? Or better yet, what is the solution?
2: I had hit a wall where we weren't having anything uh, being accomplished in the spirit realm. We had prayers that weren't being answered. It was like the enemy was winning on every front and I was praying and I was working and I was trying everything I knew to do. Robert Henderson received a revelation from the Lord concerning the courts of
4: Heaven that uncovers the way to have your prayers answered every time and quickly. Now Robert wants to share these supernatural keys with you. Call now and get Robert Henderson's breakthrough book and anointed four-part audio CD teaching operating in the courts of Heaven, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. for offer number 9368. This teaching series on operating in the courts of Heaven
1: is an absolute game changer and will totally change your relationship with God, your prayers being answered, and accomplishing your destiny. Now I, I, I'm not using these words loosely. I'm telling you that this is a game changer.
4: Through Robert Henderson's book and four-part audio CD teaching series, you will understand the importance of directing your prayers towards the courtrooms of heaven instead of on the battlefield where the enemy is engaging you in warfare. Learn that Jesus resides in the courts of heaven as your advocate, your attorney, before the righteous judge. Be taught on how to deal once and for all with the past transgressions from your generational line, which is impeding the flow of blessings and answers to your prayers understand how to access God's heavenly books, and see your destiny begin to be fulfilled. Learn how to deal with the enemy of your soul, the accuser of the brethren, every time you experience his attacks. Begin to receive and act upon the power and authority granted to you in the courts of heaven. Learn how to hear the voices of angels in the court of heaven. Understand how to present your case in the courts of heaven and the power of issuing powerful decrees.
1: You see, the devil is a legalist. And if you don't understand the ground that the devil has to stop and prevent your prayers, uh, your prayers are not going to get above the ceiling. I wish every congregation in the world would teach this. It's done in such depth that there's no room for you to misunderstand, and you will find a total difference in your prayer life. You will find a total difference in your relationship with God you will find that all those promises in God's Word do work when you're approaching God legally in the courts of Heaven.
4: Get a hold of the keys to access the courts of Heaven and operate in it, and watch the miraculous power and favor of God begin to flow into your life and the lives of others. It's time to have your prayers answered. Get Robert Henderson's breakthrough book and anointed four-part audio CD teaching, Operating in the Courts of Heaven, yours for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9368. Call, or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 3. 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9368 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural.
1: We've been had. We've been robbed. It's been stolen from us. If you only knew the power of the blood of. Of Jesus if you only knew how much power you have. Well let me tell you something. The greatest revival to ever hit America and parts of the world, Zeus' Street, Azusa Street revival, they knew the power behind the blood of Jesus, and you're about ready to know it if you want to. Yeah. Thank you